0: Welcome to Ship Sass Faster with Vulcan and myself, Simon, where we talk shop about Sass. What you've been up to this week? Um, just coding away. Missed a few walks because of the weather. Like
1: it's so crazy how it's just swapped to this like gloomy, uh, rainy kind of stuff.
0: It's bloody miserable. Like I had to do the school run yesterday, and it just pissed it down for the five minutes that I had to leave the house.
1: <laughs> it's freezing as well. It was like six or seven degrees here, and I'm like, I'm
0: about to put on heat on the heat, and I'm like, this is September heat, and like what? No, I've told everyone in the household, we've got to hold out until at least October. More layers, yeah. We're not turning the heating on until like mid-October.
1: If it keeps going on like this, if it keeps trending this way,
0: you're going to have to put the heating on no matter what. No, no, no. They can just have more blankets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dressing gowns all day, bathrobes, you know. <laughs> Saving them few pennies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've totally knocked me off course. <laughs> <laughs> what coding have been doing?
1: Uh, so a bunch of UI, UX issues, uh, things like this Webflow power user. He's in He's in there finding everything. Like, he's really going in depth. Like He's trying to build templates inside of it. So he's using like a lot of the advanced features and pushing. So every time he does that, he finds an area where it can be improved. And he's not super technical. So most of my other... Customers have been like really technical. So when they run into an issue, they're just like, okay, I'll open a code editor and do whatever kind of thing. But he doesn't know code. So it's like, that's the all being UI and it has to all make perfect sense. And I don't have much documentation as well. So with all of these factors in place, it's yeah, forcing me to focus on a ton of UI and UX things.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I have the same problem when I use the product myself. No, okay, well, you can actually bypass this screen if you just do this, like, weird little quirk. <laughs> <laughs> and then customer service Like, like, uh, yeah, okay, no, we should probably just fix that.
1: <laughs> Normally, for developers, I like, just give them a hack. I say, yeah, well, you can just use, like, view syntax or whatever. But for this guy, it's like, there's no hacks I could do. It's not like, I can say, oh, open up your code editor. Yeah, it's just impossible. But it will make the product better, right? So so what about you? Uh, I see some ISO paperwork. Sounds fun.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's come up to that time of the year where... Um, ISO, I call them ISO, whatever, but they're like, I guess a bit more in depth than that, but we have three ISO accreditations and we have to get audited for them and it's come up for the time where we need to be audited again. So I've been having to just double check the paperwork's in order. Obviously I've been keeping it up to date all year round, but um, (laughs) for the audit I have to collect some evidence. So I've been uh, going through and collecting evidence that proves that we actually do follow what we say we do <laughs> but it's it's painstakingly boring to do so um i think i managed to smash most of it out this morning but um it's not what i wanted to do this morning but <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like oh we can do the audit on monday and from experience if you provide all the evidence to start with the actual day of the audit i don't have to do anything just answer like the odd email so yeah that's nice so
1: yeah i'm guessing just a third party is it like you can you pick anyone or is it government aside Or
0: how does that work It's actually the same auditor I had last year, which is great. But and it's done through the company we do the stuff for. So we do, we have like one company who does who helped us get started and pays for the auditor, but the auditor is like independent to that company. Yeah, it was funny last year though because he kept asking to see snapshots of stuff, and um, obviously we do like snapshots as a backup. And in my mind, I'm like, what the what is he on about? And then when I found out, what he actually meant was a screenshot. <laughs> he wanted a screenshot of our firewall or something. I was like, what do you mean you want a snapshot of like, what, what do you want me to download the firmware off the router? Like, what, what? what is this? But no. Yeah, so I just need to remember on Monday when he says snapshot, he does not mean anything to do with our business. <laughs> yeah. What else have you been on?
1: So likewise, he's gave me like, the, on top of the UI, UX issues, like there's a bunch of, I'm heading for these designer features. I think last week I might have shared that someone literally recreated the whole UI in Vesoli and like built it in Figma, which was really cool. So just thinking, doubling down on that. There's a bunch of stuff I've been doing there. Fundamentally, I've just rebuilt the whole like Chrome DevTools. So when you're in like Chrome DevTools, it comes up with like your styles, your active styles at the moment, and like kind of like where they're coming from. So <laughs> I've built all of that. So I've had to learn a ton of stuff about like what CSS actually is, is like cascading down. So you have stuff like um, families and stuff that cascade down but stuff like margin doesn't cascade down so you, you've got a bunch of like statements there and then you have like inheriting stuff from <laughs> like classes and then you run into a thing called specificity which is like elements rank low kind of thing on css and then classes rank higher and then ids rank higher so it's all of these kind of things but luckily i found some open source packages and stuff for like this specificity thing because otherwise, it would have been like <laughs> the open source package uses like some like CSS parser, so it's just absolute monster kind of uh, thing. But it made, it made my life <laughs> yeah. so much easier. And I'm thinking like, how do I donate to these guys? Because I don't know, I don't know if you've ever donated to open source packages, but I feel like <laughs> the, the work they've saved me. But it's like I'm like profitable, so, but I'm like I don't know. It's like do I fund growth and then pay them later, or do I pay them now? Kind of thing. It's just, it's something, yeah,
0: yeah. We we sponsor a we sponsor a few things. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't quite remember. Yeah. So I sponsor Livewire. I also sponsor a shell checking tool that we use, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. We also sponsor some stuff through the company, but I can't entirely remember what. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, one of them is a, like a newsletter sponsorship done <laughs> through GitHub. And then one of them is, the, um, is a PHP package that I use to build a proxy thing and i sponsor is so that
1: the react thing i think i mentioned you on the twitter but there's a this Re- react php i get so confused every time like what you're using you are you using yeah but i need to rename but yeah that's interesting I, i'll think about maybe donating a little bit because yeah these, they're super helpful like someone's took so much time out of their day to build these packages
0: yeah definitely um yeah so like one of them was with so the react pitch people was like um it was, I sponsored enough to get some like consultancy time out of them when I first built it. And then after I didn't need that anymore, I downgraded. <laughs> but I might go back up again when I <laughs> need it again. <laughs> well, I mean, I did offer them at one time, like I just paid you know, like a thousand dollars or whatever for a few hours of your time, but uh, he would, he rather the GitHub sponsorship. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's because GitHub at the time were doing that like double up thing, but yeah, sponsor, people should sponsor who they appreciate.
1: I wish when I was working as a developer, like they gave you like a little budget to sponsor people kind of thing. Cause it's like, it feels like you're actually helping. Uh, like before it's like you go in there and you're just like, like sucking away all their resources. But if you can actually like give them a bit of money, these companies are paying you like crazy amounts. As an indie hacker, it's like you're taking out your salary kind of thing, but it's like a, a big perk. If you're hiring people, you're like, oh, we give away, you can give away like 1% of your salary to uh, open source projects that you appreciate. I feel like it could be something there for like, instead
0: of hiring. I can not remember. There was some sort of like node package that was really popular, but the guy couldn't get a job, even though his thing was used by like every single top company in the world. So he put massive like notice when you installed the package. <laughs> Give me a job. <laughs> yeah, so like four pages long or something. it just fill your terminal up with. <laughs>
1: I think I read a story about a homebrew guy as well. So I think on Mac, there's a homebrew or something. So he built that, but he couldn't get a job at Apple. So these people who are creating, like, software that everyone at Apple uses gonna <laughs> get a job at Apple.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a bit of a sorry state, isn't it, with big companies using these, like, open-source packages and they're never paying yeah. for, like, dying towards it. Yeah, I see you've written down some SEO stuff, which is forever on my list, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just the observation,
1: not really, haven't done much work in it, but so it seems like Google now have, like, fixed their search engine or fixed... It's either... The search console wasn't working properly or, uh, what's it called? Yeah, but there's something there. So my SEO like search results doubled and then doubled again. First time it was like tailwind keywords were ranking and now I'm ranking for some like competitor alternative pages and stuff, which is pretty cool. And hopefully it continues to double cause yeah, exponential stuff's crazy, but I don't think it will, but.
0: Do you know the hardest thing about the Google Search Console is actually logging into the Google Search Console? Where's the bloody login?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to find. I just have it like, bookmarked now. because
0: so, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But You go on their site and then, like, okay, Google Webmasters. That's what it used to be called. And then you're like, okay. And then you like like, get started. And it takes you to a help desk article. And you're like, just give me the bloody
1: login. Where is it? Yes, it's bookmarked. So what about you? Uh, this proof of
0: concept is the secret project. Oh, yeah, the secret project, yeah. So I spent quite a bit of time with Jorge. I guess it was only yesterday, so like half the press. But um working out how we're going to build it. And it involves rewriting our storage proxy layer we bought, I built, hence the React PHP stuff I was moaning about. So not much more to say other than that would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to, learn how to build a, got to learn how to build an asynchronous PHP again because it's been a fair few months since I wrote that proxy, so...
1: Yeah, async is just a completely different way of thinking about stuff. Like, whenever I go, like, I'm doing some of it on the front end, but it's not too much. It's normally like it's just super simple to get my mind around. But some of the stuff on the back end, and uh,
0: yeah, it can get pretty complex. The reason we had it before is because people wanted to store their data in two S3 locations, and instead of uploading it twice, you can upload it to our proxy, and then our proxy will then stream that to two different sources. But it wasn't as easy as it sounds. <laughs> we're trying to trying to get like three sockets to communicate in sync and um, not come out of order and all this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to basically redo that again. So that'd be fun. <laughs> I look through the code and I literally have no idea what it does. So I wrote it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Most people like default to GoLang for async because it it like forces you to think like that. There's a yeah. Like Python was super difficult to get my head around async. JavaScript was a little easier. They've got somebody the away async stuff. So it makes it a bit more easy to wrap your head around. And then I just followed like the stuff I learned in Go and just, it may not be the perfect JavaScript code, but it, it works and it makes sense in my head. But yeah, Python was a cluster. Just, yeah.
0: I've never really written Python other than to do some like Raspberry Pi automation stuff.
1: I had a math background. So back in like 2014, it made a ton of sense to learn uh, Python, to learn how to code. And then now I just default to JavaScript whenever possible because I can use it on the front end and the back end.
0: Yeah, yeah. nice. I should probably get more into
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're deep into PHP for now. Your whole business is built on it. so Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's yeah. worth a rewrite just yet for you. <laughs> Take a year out to rewrite your whole, <laughs> whole back end. No value to customers, just I wanted to learn JavaScript.
0: <laughs> we are rewriting the uh, or redoing the back end at some point. I talked to the person who designed the front end. We talk through the difficulties of the first project (laughs) and uh yeah we're gonna embark on rebuilding the dashboard okay so not too far in terms of design from where we are but in terms of ux hopefully a lot of improvements and yeah it should be better i mean it's a mammoth project once he's finished doing the designs to actually implement it Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) in terms of doing the design so i've saw some interesting things on twitter like these people are building UIs that just look exactly like Tailwind UI, but they're not even like implementing in Tailwind. It just seems like a huge time waste. <laughs> it's just like, why? Do, uh, I'm still, yeah.
0: That's like full circle, there, isn't it? What's that about? <laughs> yeah,
1: the designs look exactly like it, but they kind of look worse. So I'm like, you could have just spent your time actually working on more like complicated UI UX problems because. Th- the dashboards from Tailwind are never going to work perfectly. There's always going to be like custom use cases and stuff that you need to figure out. So instead of spending all the time in Figma or whatever building, like you'd be better off just saying, okay, here's a rough sketch. Here's basically what we're copying from Tailwind UI. And unless you're like a huge like SaaS company doing like 10 mil and you want like, some crazy custom design, I think mean, it's just a waste. That's just me ranting about <laughs> people wasting time doing stuff.
0: We'll probably have quite a lot of stuff from Tailwind UI, but it will all be Tailwind. It'll just be, um, I guess, kind of in keeping with our existing designs and yeah so it's not too complicated of a project and yeah we're hoping that the guy will just provide us with like components for what we need so we can then
1: continue i think it shouldn't be too hard with your use cases it's like php and like tailwind it's like you can kind of get away for like my project is like react someone was just saying i'll oh, rebuild your whole ui or hire someone to rebuild your whole ui and it's like my components are like very <laughs> like they're all interlinked with javascript and stuff so it's, you can't just replace stuff it's like you have to go right into the deep into the weeds kind of thing
0: i was just very much like admin theme <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so what about this increase the euro gbp pricing
0: Oh yeah, well I'm sure everyone who follows along with the UK news knows that our economy is going down the shitter. And um, <laughs> I'd have to put an explicit warning on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this week, the was it last week or this week? The euro or the pound just absolutely tanked. I
1: think it was last week, right? Like Friday. Um, I think they, maybe Thursday or Friday they they announced the uh, mini budget cut kind of thing, and then yeah, tanked Friday, and then yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Um, it sank. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I uh, I corrected the prices in pounds and euros to better reflect the fact that one, the euro is now basically a parody with the dollar, and the pound is not far off <laughs> You'll
1: have to update it in a week or two when, once it goes down again.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: In terms of Stripe, is it there's that like when I've had to make pricing changes, it's just um. You have to create new plans, right? Are you creating like a new plan? with?
0: Yeah, so you, they changed the way from plans, didn't they? So they had products and then products have prices. So you have to create new prices okay? and then link them. But I then saw in the admin that there was the ability to now put more currencies on a price. Mm-hmm. But it didn't give me a new price ID for each new currency. So I ended up just doing it each individually and probably missed a feature release by Stripe <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> that supports better but um yeah basically i just had to go through and create 12 new prices
1: yeah it's not quick as well some of the stuff there's some sort of like there's lagging stuff on stripe when you're creating a lot of this stuff like even when i'm updating subscriptions it's like when i search for stuff i'll update like two or three and it's just like takes 10 seconds to load uh, like a subscription plan and then it's just these little things i feel like stripe back in the day would have uh, never accepted this but
0: some for some reason mm. If I have to change the prices again within six months, I will build it. So I will <laughs> build something that automates it from our side. <laughs> you're gonna have to with the pound jumping around this month with all the prices jumping around. Well, the problem is I don't ever um I don't ever change people's existing prices, so it's kind of like betting against. Because <laughs> until like a few days ago, it would have been better to sign up to Snapshooter even if you're in America and pay in pounds, yeah, especially yesterday. So. <laughs> Anyway, probably not as important to do as you think. Like, Bill. yeah, I don't think I'll move the needle that much, but I, yeah, it's you're gonna have to do it at some point, right? If the pound stays this level, then it has to be done at some point, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, I have to change it again for a little bit, <laughs> but or maybe, I mean, hopefully, the pound strengthens again,
1: but <laughs> I don't have that much savings in pounds, so it doesn't make much But for yeah, people who own homes and stuff, and
0: well, this is where I'm a bit conflicted because, like, when I first saw the pound drop, I'm like, oh, okay, well. I think maybe 90, 80, 90% of revenue is in dollars. So good. (laughs) But then like when it kept going, I'm like, oh no, the economy is really, (laughs) it's really terrible. This is where I live. Like, as in, yes, I'm making more here, but like generally like outside of my own bubble, it doesn't seem very good. So yeah,
1: I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, We'll see what happens. So I also, uh, I don't know about features wise, like uh, yeah, how do you take these feature requests? So a customer asks for, uh, so I allow PDFs to be uploaded, but he wants uh, XML added. I'm like, if I add XML, then I might as well add some other ones. And then it just seems like a rabbit hole. Like when like, when you're deciding backups, like, I'm thinking they're pretty easy for you now, right? Because you've like, oh, you've like made the code dry as such. So what does it take for you to add a feature there?
0: To add a new backup type is pretty easy if we have... <laughs> The environment and a customer who's willing for us to like fiddle around with it but um what do you mean by they want xml like what do they actually upload
1: like they just want to upload an xml file so it's pretty simple but it's like
0: to do what with just allow people to
1: just to share it somewhere so it's like pdfs right so he wants to put an xml link on his website somewhere and i'm like how big are these xml files and like like even a pdfs i didn't really want to do but it's like tons of customers that asked for it so i had to add it
0: yeah i guess by the time you do the second type you're like what is the like the upfront cost of just adding every type?
1: <laughs> and I'm like, is there any downsides to restricting these types? Or yeah, it's...
0: It depends, right? I guess for you, no, unless you're attracting the wrong kind of people, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. I mean, I guess your simple answer a year ago or so would have been um, upload it to Dropbox <laughs> and put a link in. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what I used to do with PDFs. I said, oh, I'll just upload it to Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever. But then more and more customers ask for it and um, yeah. And then paid customers were asking for it and I felt bad. So I added it. it. Yeah,
0: Do people upload whole image galleries and stuff? and
1: Well, not really. So that's one of the reasons <laughs> I haven't added a slider because people go crazy with these stuff. And I don't have many designers in that. Like uh, some of these other products, people are like, uploading like 10 megabyte images and they're uploading like thousands of them. So it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, So I've been able to get away with that because like all of my customers are like conversion focused. So they're like, running them through compressions and corrupting them and stuff like this. So it's really nice for me.
0: When I bought my van, I bought it off a website and I noticed it was WordPress and they'd put like original copies of the images, which is great because obviously you can see the images in full quality. But the web page that, <laughs> like 30 10 megabyte files <laughs> that would load in this carousel.
1: Probably not even lazy loaded or anything, they just literally <laughs> load on. <them.
0: laughs> no, and they like their web server is clearly like slow as anything, yeah, <laughs> it's just terrible. But it was great because, like, obviously, you could view all the images of the car, that's fantastic. But, um, in terms of experience, initially, not great, yeah. You, you click off by the time you hit you, but like most people, yeah, would have clicked off. Um, kind of him. Yeah, make it generic and allow people to upload what they want. They'll be uploading uh, MP4s and stuff. <laughs>
1: there's no chance I'm going to do videos, because I think videos get a little too
0: crazy, and then I don't think my
1: competitors even allow videos. But then it's like JSON, there's some people doing JSON stuff, and I think in the future, actually, it would be quite helpful, because yeah, there's a, a thing called Lottie, I, I think I, we are talking last week about SVGs and stuff, but yeah, there's Lottie, which allows you to like do animations on your like website, so it might be useful for that, just allowing JSON and XML, so... I'll add it for him. <laughs> He'll be happy. Because he was like, I, I use so many SaaS tools now that I have no place where to like upload these these one-off files. Because before, people would have like WordPress, right, and they'd just upload it there, or they'd be hosting their server. So everything's serverless, everything's SaaS, everything's <laughs> no, no servers for him to host on. So what's your plans for next week, then? Perform the audit
0: for <laughs> <laughs> the... Certificates, which yeah should be on Monday, so you'll hopefully find out next recording whether I passed or failed, or um if I fail, I might keep it quiet
1: hundred <laughs> percent pass no chance of failing,
0: yeah exactly, and then working more on our secret project, which I realize in the show notes, I put one of those, but yeah I know. <laughs> I did. until we get a few more like there's quite a lot of um it's a new backup type, and we've gotta store the data where people want to store the data, which requires like. Running servers in the region where the data will be stored, and it getting like a little complicated in terms of databases and global and all this stuff. So
1: it's making a big bet. This is a yeah a big bet kind of thing. Now you've got the the revenue to support yourself to work on this for a while. It makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, it's no, it's not going to be finished in a month. So. <laughs> it's, it's not Yeah,
1: not two four week indie hacker project. It's a big project, and potentially the customers here, are, yeah, they're going to need a lot of stuff. So.
0: Yeah. What about yourself? What are you working on?
1: Um, get these templates. So uh, just get a bunch of templates uploaded. I think now I've got these designer features all done. Like it should. Yeah. I just need more revenue coming in and seeing if that's the problem. Now, like I really, like, where the product is. It should be good enough for most people. So in my, like, I've got a theory. Like I got yeah, a hypothesis that templates well, is the product and the templates limit to me. So if I get templates out and there's still something wrong, then I can learn and then iterate on that. Um. So that's my plan for next week. Cool.
0: All right, I think we should probably end it there then. Where can show notes be found?
1: Yeah, so show notes can be found at shipsasfaster.com. See you next week.
0: See you next week.